cliffcentral.com. All right, so listen, we've got to get to Dr. Hanan, and we've actually got to meet uh, Jackie, who sent us an email, because this is where it, uh, it all starts this morning. So, hey, Jackie, how are you? Hi, Gareth. Sit up there. Very well. You, so. yeah. you got his mic on there, yeah. Bhagavantu. Yeah. You sure? <laughs> yep, pretty much. Figuring out at the moment. Yeah. All right, so, uh, Jackie, I'm going to introduce you in a minute to Dr. Hanan. We're going to find out about what the issue is that you want him to help you sort out. Doc, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Nice to see you, and thanks for a nice uh, lunch on Friday. Yeah, that was lovely. All right. So, Dr. Hanan, we've got Jackie here, and uh, Jackie wants to talk about a very particular issue that's uh, a very traumatic experience around the death of his adoptive father. So, Jackie, you go ahead and tell Dr. Hanan what what it is that's going on with you, and and then we can hopefully get into helping you out. Morning, guys. Um, Morning, Dr. Hanan and everyone. Good morning. The Go ahead. Um, so here I am to share a personal story. Um, I've been writing multiple letters, uh, reaching out to various state organs um, mm-hmm. about a very, very disturbing issue that I've experienced. Um, so on the 11th of September, um, there's a, my father, adoptive father, Mr. Jakobus van Furen, he was declared mm-hmm. dead at the Tswani District Hospital. So I've been staying yeah. with Mr. Jacobus for over a year now um, with a mm-hmm. lady called Mrs. Silstall. So they both adopted me after I was neglected right. by my family. So um, on the 7th of September, I got him admitted at uh, Tswani District Hospital. He developed an abscess. So he was an um, elderly citizen, 62-year-old. Um, I was looking after him. So he had a motorbike accident. Uh, meaning he had a bad written situation. So he developed an abscess. So I had to take him to the hospital where they would have to observe it and um, make sure that he doesn't develop any infections or all that. That's why they kept him in the hospital. And then um, I went to see him for three days. Um, I met Dr. Simmons there. She told me it was not a complicated or delicate situation. They just wanted to keep him and they could help him with physio because he needed help with that. So I went to see him on the 9th and the on the 8th and the 9th. Uh, he was okay. And then on the 10th, there was a gentleman who came to visit uh, Mr. Jack, uh, a friend of his. Dude, it's not- Hey, Jackie, I gotta, I gotta hurry you along here. Okay, I mean, this cool. is great, every all the detail, but like, get to the part, to part the where part. you need some help. Okay, so here's what happened. It's that uh, my father, Mr. Jacobus, was declared dead on the 11th of September at the Tony District Hospital. So I provided the hospital with some information, um, and he was cremated on the same day that he was declared dead. So basically, mm-hmm. there were people who did things behind the scenes or bypassed uh, the systems and used uh, illegal illegal documents that didn't have their uh, his ID in their position to actually get Jackie, the process through. So, is this an issue for Dr. Hanan or is this like an issue for the hospitals or whatever? Because, I mean, you're telling us stuff here that has nothing to do with trying to get you out of the trauma. Um, it's an issue with the whole system trying to get access. Okay, well, so We're not going to solve that. Yes. So how can we help you with your mental health? Because we can't fix the system from this show. I'm sorry. I wish we could. Yeah, sure. So I just wanted to raise awareness of what's happening in the hospitals 
um, in that like people yeah, okay. die and then that's, that's all good and well. But dude, what's your what's your state of mind at the moment? Because we can't fix the hospitals, and I know you've <laughs> you've now brought it up. Yeah, but there's a very specific situation, and frankly, I don't know enough about it, and we don't want to hear enough about it right now. It's a very particular set of circumstances. How can Doctor Hanan help you? I just wanted to bring this information and raise awareness, and that like um, I'm going through this trauma right now that I don't even understand, and no one can hear. You don't know where to go to. You don't know where to turn to. It's just like a dark world, a cold world out there where justice, you ask yourself, where is justice? That was the title of my letter, actually. What I, happened I, to justice? Okay. So, yes. so, Doc, can you maybe, can yes. you maybe help me? Because it sounds like an yeah, awful sure. situation and something I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people in this country go through. Yeah, sure. So, look, I mean, uh, one thing that's uh, inbred in all human beings is the need for justice. We want to make sense of our world. And when there's an injustice, the brain can't accept that. And uh, we would do whatever it takes to close the loop, to make sense of the world, to come to a point where we feel justice has been served. To your point, if you feel that there is an injustice or something doesn't make sense, I would seek all legal uh, uh, advice and I would go and try to close that loop and make sense of that particular story. There are partic particular organizations and societies that can help you from the legal societies to the HPCSA that you can go get uh, some information and try get to the bottom of it and see how you can open up some maybe information or get uh, into the know-how of what can be done and how you can solve this puzzle, which is incredibly traumatic. But to your point, what, what must you do or what can you do to help you deal with this unknown? Because trauma is really a situation where the brain cannot make sense of the event that's happening to us. And the event is, quite important, it's quite consequential. And when the event is important and consequential and the brain can't make sense of it, that is when the brain goes through trauma. So what I suggest is, and I've always suggested to everybody as a life principle is take control of what you can and let go of what you can't. Should you still pursue this question mark of what has happened to your adoptive parent, uh, father? The answer is of course, um, until you've reached a point that you cannot solve it anymore or the problem has been resolved. But what I would suggest in the meantime is that you focus on things in your world that you can control. The more you focus on what you cannot control, the more you will be traumatized. So the more you focus on what you can control, the more your brain just kind of latches onto that and makes that the whole world. I've, I've mentioned this on the show a couple of times, and I think this will be of value to you. The brain is a very complicated and very advanced uh, supercomputer can work out to really deep calculations, but it can't do two simple things at the same time. You cannot spell your name backwards and multiply seven by 2.3 at the same time. Your brain just goes into an error mode. And the reason why that's important, why I'm raising it, is because we can use this, um, let's call it fault, uh, to our advantage. Because your brain can't focus on one or you can't focus on two things at the same time. It can't focus on what you can control and it cannot focus on what you can't control at the same time. You choose whether you choose to focus on what is for is of value to you, or you choose to focus on what is not of value to you. So you might say, well, what can I control? Well, you've got other relationships. You've got a sense of purpose, financial security, your diet, your exercise, your sleep, your routine, your structure in the day. Those are the things that you can control. And what I advise you is to create some routine 
And yes, dedicate time to solving this puzzle through the right channels, but at the same time, in other times in the day, focus on structure and routine and focus your attention on what you can control. It will help you heal. Does that help, Jackie? It does really help. It, it, it does really help a lot because it's a whole thing of how do you manage your mental health when you're supposed to like be dealing with the world out there that's bringing all these sure. externalities onto you and now you have to internalize everything and yet deal with the external world at the same time. So it's that battle whereby you don't know how to manage or how to bridge the gap between the two, you know. You, you're trying to find a puzzle, but you lose yourself in that. You don't know what's happening. So I feel like mental health, it's something that's very intricate and very complex that... Uh, well, it, it doesn't have to be. You heard what Dr. Hinan said. Focus on the things you can do something about. Focus on your, your, you know, your, your own life and where you can go. And I think this is very, very important advice. This is very, very practical advice. Uh, do what you can and, and don't worry yes. about the things that you can't do anything about, right? Very good. Very good. That's exactly the point. Because remember, the world is going to throw you many, many curveballs. The world is going to distract you. But you must see all these things as just noise and data. You must use that data to make you better. So if the noise uh, is worth your while to invest in and you can use that information to elevate your game and level up, use that. And if not, you chuck it away. But focus on elements of your world. Don't allow the world to distract you. There are many things in your world that you can control. Can you control your relationship? I'm assuming you have loved ones, whether it's friends or family or, or, or kids or parents. I'm sure you can focus on those. You can focus on your sense of purpose. You can focus on your financial stability. You can focus on your health. You can focus on your routine in the day. Those are the things that you must control. So during COVID, people say, what can I control? There's still plenty that you can control. If you focus on it, that becomes your whole world. So focus on what you can control and let go of the noise. All right. Is that is that what you wanted to hear? Is that, yes, is that what I, you expect? It helped. It helped to, I just need to focus on what I can control and what I can actually manage. Now, well, listen, yes. everything else that I cannot actually, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm sorry we had to rush through the, the problem you have at the hospital, but it's not something that we're going to be able to solve this morning, and it, it doesn't really fit into what we're doing. But do let us know how that goes, because I'm sure that there are people also being messed around by the system, left, right, and center. I mean, we know that happens, right, Doc? All the time. All the time. But the truth is it's a kind of analogy for life. It's like we get messed up and messed over by the system, whether we're messed mm -hmm. over by an ex, messed over, messed over by a current, messed over by a boss, by a colleague, by illness. Life throws these curveballs at us. It is our responsibility to focus on what we can control. Viktor Frankl famously said, everything can be taken of a man except the last of all human freedoms, the freedom to choose one's own attitude. The universe will throw curveballs at you left, right, and center, but nobody is responsible for you and your attitude that you take towards any given situation. So pick the attitude and follow through. Very good. All right. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks for popping Thank by you, this morning. Appreciate that. Good yeah. to see you. Thank you. Good, good, good. So, Doc, one of the other things that we spoke about, and this is probably something a lot of South Africans are going through at the moment, is the highs and the lows of kind of us winning uh, the the World Cup and then people kind of coming down and, and, and normality setting back in. What do we make of that? And how can people also, as they're starting to come back to grips with reality, we're also going towards the end of the year now, there's a lot of kind of apathy with, with people in the workplace. We've got to keep putting in the effort right to the end, right? 
It doesn't end, guys. It doesn't end. One thing about life is that any living, any living thing requires attention. The moment you stop giving it attention, it begins to decay and then die. So, yes, we won the World Cup, and the truth is we enjoyed it. It was wonderful. It was great. But life continues. The next morning, your boss still demands X, Y, and Z from you. The next morning, your kids still demand you to be a parent. The next morning, your spouse demands you to be a partner. The next morning, your brothers, your sisters, your friends demand you to still be a, take on your responsibility in that role and that identity. Life doesn't stop just because we won the World Cup. Yes, we enjoy it. We celebrate it. We honor it. That's all wonderful. But life continues and you take your responsibility seriously. So you wake up the next morning and life continues. Don't marry the ups for the next 50 years. Enjoy it and then move forward with your roles and your responsibilities. Uh, you get addicted yeah. to the high. Yeah. And then and then and then it's difficult for you to kind of get back there because that's all you want is you think, oh, that was that felt so good. Uh, I love the fact that, you know, we've got this amazing result in the World Cup or because I won in the in the, you know, super bets gambling or something else happened. And then after that, when you just go back to normal life, it feels a bit boring. Yeah, for sure. Listen, we get married to the drug, we get married to the high, and we think that that is life. But the reality is that life doesn't care about that moment. Life continues and expects you to take your responsibility seriously. So, yes, we get married, but don't marry to, don't marry that. Just see that as a moment and then continue with your responsibility, with your framework in leading life in a productive and efficient way. All right. Thank you, Doc. We'll catch up with you in a week's time. And uh, have an excellent week. I hope you get you lots, too, of, guys. Uh, lots of good stuff done.